0: Let's
1: do this. Let's go. Wake up every morning with Sarah and Vinny. Yeah. What in the hell? Alice at 97.3. Alice at 97.3. Sarah and Vinny, Alice's morning show. It's on the gray side and a little wet out there. Down mm. there, maybe I should say. Down there. Uh, but don't let that dampen your enthusiasm for all the fun things that are coming our way in the next Hi. few weeks. You've got your Thanksgiving. You've got your Alice in Winterland. So, Alice in Winterland is two weeks from Friday. Unbelievable how fast the time has sped by. I feel like weeks four, five, and six, we didn't even know about. Like, they were just gonzo. Now we're two weeks away. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Jelly roll, train, the band Camino, and Benson Boone. So, you can go to Ticketmaster right now and get your tickets, or you can win your tickets. We're doing this all day, all week long. You've got five chances. Nine, noon, one, three, and five. We're going to give you keywords. And all you have to do is text them to 20357. That's our contest text number. If you text that to our regular text number, Vinny will see it, but it will not matter. You will not be entered. You must text the number, the word I'm about to give you, to 20357. And then we'll all be together. We'll all be there at Alice in Wonderland. Celebrating the holidays. Feeling all festive. Getting our jingle bell on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fantastic. Man, I feel like I've been stalling for a really long time. I can't do this until 9.05. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, is that what we're doing? I'm so sorry. I thought that I'd just let you say your stuff. But ah, it's five. You... Oh, we've made oh. it. Oh. And it's now on! It's
1: 9.05. All right. Phew! I was like, Jesus, is the clock ever going to turn? <laughs> Here we go. Now is your chance to score tickets for Alice in Winterland. Text the word FESTIVE. F-E-S-T-I-V-E. FESTIVE. Get all festive with it. Mm. Text FESTIVE. Mm. Festive. FESTIVE. Text FESTIVE to 20357 right now. And then you could be with us when we all see Jelly Roll Train, the band Camino Benzaboom. Text FESTIVE. Two zero three five seven, and then just keep it here on Alice all day because V Vihail has two chances, Jane has two chances, and it's happening all week long. Nice. Lots of chances for you to win these tickets. We want you to be there. We want to all be together, and it's going to be so fun. Hmm. Uh, I found this interesting, and uh, some of these things I'm, you know, I feel like we are all very familiar with these costumes, and they were not fun for the person who was playing the role. This, the title of this is The Most Uncomfortable Costumes That Actors Wore in Movies and TV Like that they were really. I think this is really. interesting
2: Because if you've been around film uh, If you've been lucky enough To see some of the Behind the scenes There's a lot of work That goes into this daily In order yeah. to keep continuity And it, sometimes it's just A torn shirt with a blood and uh, Blood scar that needs to be Reaped Applied every day to go looking
1: in. exactly the same
2: right other times. And we remember I remember Jim Carrey bitching about the Grinch costume. Like, I mean, he also yelled about being told what to do by Opie. So he was really in a dark place that particular interview day. He but- was.
3: And he's I think this is cool
1: on this list. So uh and it's funny because it was the first thing I thought of when I saw the headline. I'm like, oh, it's going to be about that Jim Carrey thing. But it's about a lot of things and a lot of people piss and moan. And uh so for Jim Carrey, he said that it took every single day he had to get into this costume and the makeup and it took eight and a half hours. Is that the Grinch? This is the Grinch costume for How the Mm -hmm. Grinch Stole Christmas. He said, it was like being buried alive. Once you're in it, you're in it, and it's all over you, and it took eight hours to get in it. You have to sit in a chair for eight hours plus getting this thing put on, then do whatever scenes you have to do. And You know how movie sets are. Like Even the very little experience we have with that, it's like, wow, there's a whole lot of not anything happening while they get ready to shoot something. And even I do then think, they take a break in the middle of it, and it's a whole thing.
2: Right. I do think you'd have to have, and I don't know if they do it this way or not, but it feels like you'd have to have a couple shots set up so that when he's in co- finally in right. costume, you get him straight to the set, straight to his first scene, and you're setting up the next scene so that this guy can sort of plow th- because you're there's
1: then he's got to take it off yeah. and start over the next day. Ugh. Wouldn't you even be tempted to just be like, get it on me and never take it off me. Let's just get as much of this done as we possibly can. I can't take it anymore. I think part of the problem
2: is there's no way to go number one in that thing. Right. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Because you're fully under it. But I would also say now as an older guy, I didn't pursue acting as a young man, and I didn't see it as the thing I could pull off. But now I look at something like that and go, you know what? I'd love to be able to bitch about the costume I wore today and the millions I'm making
1: for the time spent. Right. That'd be a fun gripe. It well, that's the thing is that uh, you know, if only it was just I'm willing to put the costume on. I mean, we have, you know, you got to be Jim Carrey in this scenario too. Uh so Jim, though, as as a guy playing the Grinch, it occurred to me as he's pissing he really was bitching about this. Yeah. Like he was in a lot of different places saying this was, it was a nightmare, the costume, getting in and out of the costume, the whole OP thing. And I thought, well, maybe it was by design. Like the Grinch is supposed to be kind of a rotten guy. Mm-hmm. So maybe. He Helped it him was get all, there. All designed to put him in a bad mood, Vin. Good point. So there you go. There's, uh, there's one of them. I really thought that this first one was interesting because I think a lot of people have to wear a motion capture suit now. That's These suits that they put on, they're green, and they've got little dots all over them, like little Mm -hmm. balls sewn all over the damn things. And there they do the scene, and they do all the action, and now the computer is able to take the dots and put the outfit on or fly... I mean, these days, Jim Carrey would have just put that on, and the computer would have made the Grinch uh, outfit for him. Mm -hmm. So... Ryan Reynolds was talking about this motion capture suit for Green Lantern, which, by the way, was not a well-received movie. Mm -hmm. And he says it was the most heat-conducting substance known to man. So it sounds like they're uncomfortable. And a lot of people are in those for hours and hours now that we're all computer-based. Reggae jean Page... He's, he's, nobody knows this no, guy. Who, people this guy's nobody. People know. We know him as a spoon nobody.
2: guy, right? He's, he's a, a spoon, spoon guy. Is, yeah,
1: okay. He's the guy from the first season of Bridgerton. I think he's like the Duke or something. I don't know what he is. But he's he's so, bitching
2: about the so costumes beautiful. from Bridgerton?
1: No, he's bitching about the costumes from Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Oh. His armor, he says... It was so hot in that costume. He was hot all day. There was nowhere for the sweat to go. So basically started at his feet and climbed upward. It uh. Just just you're in your own sweat. And he also couldn't sit down. So he had to stand up in this suit of there was no way to sit in it. So and I would assume maybe they capitalize people when they're locked into these outfits. Otherwise, maybe just let it go. Maybe I mean that that second thing can't be let go. I mean I assume No,
2: you want to believe the person has pooped at their house before they came out. Or that there's at least a crap
1: hatch in the back of the armor (laughs) plating. Reggae Jean Page, the armor was so hot. It's
2: hard to hear this stuff, but I do know and I'll give you a perfect example for us that that people would go, Oh, quit your When we do live broadcasts. On a cold morning, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter if you bring gloves, it doesn't matter if you bring a parka, it doesn't, just sitting outside, not Uh. doing anything, makes you so cold so fast, and you do find yourself bitching and moaning, even though all you're doing is sitting there and doing a radio show. I know. But you're like, I can't think straight, I'm so cold.
1: I can't. You're talking about specifically those mornings where we would be doing the fundraiser. Uh, we would be all over the Bay Area at various mm-hmm. locations and would be raising money for Toys for Tots. Uh-huh. And it was enough to freeze your your uh, your butt off. I mean, well, my it was, fingers
0: were numb. Yeah, and I'm trying to like hit tap on right. And,
1: oh my god, it was research.
0: crazy. Yeah, you we know, can't feel my fingers. So
1: I,
2: remember- I do know, like you know, there we are, all parking up, and you're.
1: You're dress to just as warmly sh- as you can be. But it does make the job different. It does. It definitely changes everything. You're just like, could someone wheel in like a space heater that I could just sit on? Uh, so Kit Harrington is on this list. These are, again, this is um, BuzzFeed, a list of costumes that actors have worn and TV and movies that were uncomfortable, painful or damaging. So Kit Harrington, who is Jon Snow, Woodrow Schoolman on Game of Thrones, he said that the fur coats that he wore were, they weighed A, they weighed a ton, B, they smelled awful. Oh. I guess they were real furs. Really? I guess. Well. I mean, why else would they smell, right? It's an animal the whole time. Right. Well, you'd think they could use faux fur, but maybe that's just too obvious. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like, hey, we killed a buffalo. Here, put this on. Okay, I'm gonna wear a buffalo now. <laughs> this smells like rotting meat. <laughs> uh Rachel Brosnahan who she was in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, okay. she actually got a corset related injury from her outfits. Some of her ribs became fused together, and what? she can no longer take deep breaths
2: on that show.
1: yes. I don't
2: remember seeing her wear anything
1: like that. I guess she, they squeezed her in. Isn't it sort of a 50s show? I guess I, yeah, but I don't like a tiny little waist, and they would wear these corsets. I, I don't know.
2: I, I don't... I, I, I've seen it. I liked it okay. I never went back, so that tells you something, but i watched enough, you know, three or five episodes. I know what it's right. about, and it's pretty good. But I never noticed anything like... Whoa, look at... You know, there's no, like moment where i went whoa look at that get up or whatever right you know i don't know okay
1: got a corset related injury from some of the outfits corset oh let's have a look we're looking at the uh she yeah i mean she's squeezed into that dress but i don't know whatever she look i i believe her Mm -hmm. she basically they're saying some of her ribs got, I don't even know how that happens. Your ribs get fused together and now you can't take deep breaths.
2: Maybe okay. she likes a big lunch. Who knows? I don't Maybe. know.
1: Maybe Emma Stone was in a movie called The Favorite and which was a period piece. And she also had to wear a corset. She said that, uh, sh- she could not breathe in this outfit and her organs temporarily shifted after a month in this corset. She like everything wasn't reorganizing at the end of the day. You know, I should be let out of this thing. And it wasn't even a relief anymore. Everything was just screwed up. You know
2: what? I don't I don't take pleasure in people having a hard time, but it does make you feel like, all right, good. Hard day at work for you on your get making your millions and, (laughs) you know, getting ready for your red carpet appearances.
1: All right. Scar Jo, Scarlett Johansson, her black widow costume in the Avengers. She says it was like a wetsuit. And she got so hot filming a rooftop fighting scene that she actually started hallucinating. Mm. She was, she got demented.
2: Wet she suits, delirious. I, I mean, I don't know if she's just using that or if it was actually wetsuit material, but they are, they're truly my Superman costume when I'm in the ocean. Yeah. That's water you could not spend at two hours in without a wetsuit. Right. But in that suit i'm having the time of my life perfectly comfortable when i'm not in the water though like you're trying on like let's say you go to a store to try they get it is a cooker you will sweat it is it's actually gross yeah it's really really it's a heater no doubt yeah
1: I mean, even just... And you must break a sweat just wrestling that thing on and off of yourself.
2: That's exactly right. So trying to do fight scenes and trying to stay like that all day would be a problem. Absolutely.
1: And she's... That's a tight, black, you know, wetsuit-looking piece of material. I guess that makes sense. Uh, and finally, I'll end with this one. Uh, Val Kilmer is talking about his bat suit in Batman Forever. He said it was so restrictive... That people had to help him sit and help him stand, and it was so tight to his head he couldn't hear. Hmm. So they're trying to give him direction, and he's all, I, I can't hear you. I, my ears huh. are sealed into this costume.
2: He, was, he did that earlier, too, didn't he? I think they must have gotten better at that as they time went along.
1: Yeah. You'd think t- that you could just pop a hole in where the ear is, but maybe not. Oh, there's, what's that guy's name? Chris O'Donnell? Like yep. Batman? Yeah, those are those are cool-looking costumes. I like that bat, that that Wait a minute. Batman.
2: Chris O'Donnell was with Val Kilmer or with George Clooney? Both.
1: Uh, oh. What? Yeah. Both. Now, am I looking at George Clooney? Because that one has nipples.
0: This is uh, Val Kilmer.
1: No, Val didn't have nipples on his.
0: Well, it says Val Kilmer right there. Well, Here's Val the
1: Kilmer's picture. face is in the little picture. Hmm. It, whatever It apparently it was very difficult to move around maybe
2: they maybe. both had nipples sarah maybe you don't they know did. maybe I, they both had nipples i'm
1: pretty sure it was just george glenny
2: but you should fight Brent about that i let's i know see. i oh, should I'll definitely like
1: I'm, that, I'm in the midst man. of it Ben. Yeah. uh all right let's see if there's something else i want to get to here first of all uh i love yachts Oh, this boy. one, yeah, I know. Every time I see a yacht store, I want to, I've want i had this sitting here for a while. There's a guy named Alan Jackson. He's a big country star. Oh, yeah. And he has a very famous yacht. It's called his Hullbilly Yacht. Get it? Like a hull, hullbilly yacht. All right. It's not hillbilly-ish at all. It's like really super swanky. It's like 68 feet Long and has four staterooms, but weirdly, it does just sort of look like a big oversized boat. Like it doesn't look like a party boat or anything. I don't know. I don't really understand it, but, uh, it's on the market. How much, how much does Alan Jackson want for his infamous Hullbilly yacht? Only 68 feet. This is not a mega yacht.
2: Uh, two million.
1: 8.2 million. Eight point two million dollars. Right, well,
2: it's
1: a. I don't know why he's got to sell it. it. you know, because he hasn't used it in fifteen years. It's got to be. It's got to be something like that. They say it's a one of a kind, cold molded sixty eight footer.
3: Anyway,
2: I don't know what that means, but I do know that if you buy too much stuff, then that stuff ultimately ends up owning you. Right. That you know, is when true. they keep coming back to you to say. We have a storage fee for this thing that you're, we're paying this much just to have that thing sit there. Uh, Dude.
1: I know. It's, it, I mean, look, a 68-foot yacht, that's a big yacht. It's, I don't know where he lives, but I always think of these country guys as living in Tennessee, which is landlocked. I don't know. It, maybe he's got a big lake there or something that they can fit the 68-foot boat. <laughs> I have no idea. But if you'd like it, Alan Jackson's famous yacht is on the market for eight point two million dollars. I guess part of that money is just if you're a huge country music fan, you're like, look at what I've got. Alan Jackson's yacht.
2: Oh. You gonna pay an extra couple mil just to say that this guy used to own this?
1: Maybe if you're, if it means something to you, I guess you might. I, I mean,
2: know. that lady did say the best one of the best days of her life was meeting travis kelsey's mom right right
1: so for some people yes it's worth the extra maybe i was in the market for a five million dollar yacht but then alan jackson's yacht became available for eight million and i went for it it's the best yacht ever and i just crank his music while i'm out there on the open waters all right then what's coming up in the news? <laughs> I'm done so
2: silly women and friendship thank yous
0: and you're eating peas wrong after these hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between
2: you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
1: All right, listen, think about this. You're waking up with Sarah and Vinny. I
3: love
0: it. Alice
1: at 97.3. Alice at 97.3, Sarah and Vinny, Alice's Morning Show. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. And be listening all day long because all week at 9, noon, 1, 3, and 5 o'clock, we've got keywords for you that you need to text to 20357. And then you got a chance to win two tickets to Alice in Winterland, December 1st at SAP Center.
2: The Radio Alice Report. Uh, Sarah925 texted in. Hi. Uh, is this the first time Jelly Roll has played the SF Bay Area? Thanks, Crystal and Martinez. So I texted Jane and, and MM and I haven't heard back. Uh, so I don't know the answer, but I, I, that, that's interesting. This might be his first Bay Area appearance.
1: Yeah. Well, he only got onto my radar in the last few months. Right. With the, with the whole Odyssey launch artist. And I, at 38, maybe he has done shows, but I mean, he's really coming into his own right now. So even if he has this for a lot of people, this will be their first chance to see him.
2: Like I said, if, if we, and I said this yesterday, I should say, but it was, it's one of, he's one of those guys where I wonder if he's, I don't know what his earlier music sounded like. If he had earlier music, I don't like, you know, Michael Fronti's is a guy who came into his own in the last 20 years, but has been in music his whole life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Fronty's a guy who I think that first hit was the sound of sunshine. Wasn't it? It was, that was like the big,
1: massive, across the board hit, first sure. breakout
2: right. song and then he went i think i found my thing and has been doing that ever since but i don't know anyway jelly roll i don't know if he's come through here in different incarnations but it,
1: he has played the Concord pavilion oh I'm, I'm seeing this year at the Concord pavilion oh okay yeah so that's which uh let me see if there was he was looks like I think he was the headliner too Very strange
2: I'm super stoked oh. to see him So yeah, anyway sure. He's all ours for Christmas
1: Yay That's Playing all our Winterland show my jelly Roll
2: Alright so let me get to the. Uh, this Alice Report is brought to you by RadioAlice.com Com- Head over to RadioAlice.com For the ultimate music experience Stay on top of the latest news In the music industry Follow your favorite DJs And enter exciting contests For chances to win big <laughs> Plus, catch up on all the latest episodes of the Serenvini Full Podcast for a daily dose of entertainment. Don't miss a beat. Visit RadioAlice.com uh, now. Right. I thought this was a good thing. So you tell me. Okay. Americans say thank you more than 2,200 times each year, or at least six times a day. That's
1: Sounds about right, actually, now I think I, about it.
2: I'm just happy to report it because I think thank yous very important.
1: Being grateful, being cognizant of the things that are done for you, to you.
2: I think there are a lot of things that go unthanked. And whether that's because it's been done without your knowledge or you're not in direct lines of contact as these things happen, you're not able to express that immediate gratitude. But you realize later like oh yeah there's a lot of stuff I wasn't involved in that to get whatever thing it is in front of me I don't know anyway I just think that's cool
1: 57% it's per- a, a great number that should be that number
2: 2,200 times per- a year yeah. Americans say thank you or at least six times a day
3: hmm
2: uh... hmm of people say they they say thank you more during the holiday season. Uh, 55% of people say they're grateful for their friends. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. You don't necessarily thank your friends for being your friends, but you hope, I guess, they know that.
1: I like to thank our listeners. You know, I think about what time is worth to people and that, you know, when people spend some time with us, like I, I try to let... Our listeners know that we're grateful. You know, I think we're all pretty cognizant of that on this show.
2: Absolutely. I say thank you at the end of this show every single time
1: we do it. Every single day.
2: Other people we're grateful for include our personal care professionals, doctors, and service workers. Is personal care like your hairstylist?
1: I guess. Right? Manicurist, hairstylist. I don't know. Personal Mm. care. My waxer. My bikini waxer. You have one of those? I do not, my friend.
2: That would be Susie, though, wouldn't it, if it were?
1: If, yes, that I would definitely go to someone that I knew so that they could see all my bits and pieces.
2: Oh. I I can't tell if that's your, uh, is that worse?
1: I I would not, yes, it's worse. I would go to a complete stranger. Oh, before I would go to like people I know, and I'm going to have to see I can't later. Tell which like, one's the right one. Sarah, yeah, I
2: don't. I I which would one? think that Susie would be have your back and would make sure that the pictures didn't get anywhere.
1: Pictures. Hello? now yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Now there's pictures.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know what she needs to do, in, in the you know in the process of creating her art. Yeah.
1: Well, it's an unanswerable question, so I guess I'll never get waxed. Oh, darn it. All right. Um, hey, you brought up waxing, not me. You brought up personal care. I was just trying to help with the conversation. <laughs> I didn't know I was stepping into a bear trap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Women consider friendships as important as romantic relationships, according to a study. Now I don't. I'm. Uh, you know, I I see that. I see, like Christina has a, a million friends and absolutely will drop anything to go help them i've seen it i've even been like boy you've never dropped everything that fast for me but she certainly is all about like maintaining those relationships and farming them and doing all she can for her friends i've also with other girls i've hung out with seen them be like both as as completely like oh my god it's so good to see you hug 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 and then behind that person's back, as snaky and as nasty as you can imagine, and thought, "Wow, well, that's that's for not you. friendship." Okay, but anyway, back to my story, which is, uh, you really do find women farming their friendships. I haven't you seen those those women that'll say she gets a boyfriend and disappears on me. Mm.
1: Yeah, that mm-hmm. app ha- I mean, I well I have to admit most of my friends are married. So they're not disappearing with their boyfriends. In fact, if anything, they're like, Let's disappear on our husbands together. Uh uh-huh. I I but I I've been that person and I've had that friend as well. You know, that's that's typical. As people are getting to know each other, they're like, I'm all in on this and this is where I want to spend my time. And then I, they you call know- you when it's not going well. <laughs>
2: It's sort of occurring to me now, though, that our dynamic, our friendship and relationship dynamics have changed so much. And so many people, young people are single longer now that I could see how that plays a role. Like you do find yourself, you don't you're not linking up in high school and starting a
1: family. No, well, no. well you're, not the way they used to, right? Most
2: people I know, certainly having known all of Christina's friends for the last 15 years the single ones are absolutely big in her friendship group and hardly ever date mm. hardly ever hear about it like almost just over it I guess you could say I mm-hmm.
1: I wonder if it's because we have access to people on these dating apps I, I don't know
2: yeah I would think well that's I, everybody's yeah, got really, a different I guess idea mm-hmm. of what's important okay an etiquette expert on Instagram says, we've been eating peas wrong our whole life. Peas. Peas. I'm a spoon I, guy when it comes to most foods. Like I'd prefer a spoon.
3: Same here, yeah. Any chance I can. I
2: can get. They say, you should never shovel or scoop them with a fork. Instead, use your knife like a backboard to gather some peas together, and then spear as many of them at once as you can. Now you know when you head out for Thanksgiving and then, dinner. And then what you said? And the then, knife?
1: No, no. You no the you, knife. You is the, the backdrop. Knife, you push uh, the peas uh, up to the knife, oh. and then you and then uh, using the using the knife to keep them from rolling away. I'm stabbing them onto the tines of the fork. I guess so. Yeah, all right. You know what? So that what? Means we're eating peas by by
0: itself, though, right? Like
1: I know I like to eat them with mashed potatoes. How so often use, like, do we eat peas them by itself?
0: It's well, how do you like, eat them? It's usually like my uh, fried rice, or oh, they're in know, the in rice. Something. So you're just going, you're just yeah. Shoveling. I, I rarely ever eat peas by itself. I guess I I'll eat
1: peas by themselves. I don't yeah, care. I mean, if,
0: if it's I like peas. In can, I'll just
1: I, usually I want them. You know, if I'm having them with some kind of meat, I want some with the meat. I, I, I don't know. I, do we have to? Do we have to worry what other people think about? You know what? I'm just not going to eat peas in front of anybody anymore. If well, I'm, I'm going to say the wrong way.
2: what I've always said, which is, can I get a spoon for this? Because <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> a not going to do it and for. A finger.
1: It. I'm just going to spear yep. the mud of the spoon.
2: Our text number is eight hundred four hundred three six nine seven. Here's a few of the things you guys had to say: uh, four zero eight. Finny, your wife has probably known her friends longer than you. Of course, she's there for them. Actually. That's true. Some of her best friends she has known longer than me, but many of them, no, no. In fact, I think she tries harder for the new friends.
1: Well, she wants to establish something. Yeah. That's how you build a
2: relationship being there. I'm not, if, if that sounded like I was whining about it, I'm not, I'm at all. I just think that, yes, that story rang true to me. She definitely farms her friendships. I used to say thank you in stores where I lived in Philly and NYC. And many times, salespeople said, You must be from California, mentioning the smile and the thank yous. Oh.
1: Wait, where did she go? Where they were in Philly
2: and New York City.
1: You know, I don't know about that. I always felt like uh, on the East Coast, people were almost more grudgingly polite. If someone said thank you to you, they'd, they'd turn around and, acknowledge that i feel like Californians, you bump right into them and you say oh excuse me or they bump into you and you say excuse me and they just look at you
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm. uh my mom was a gynecologist and all her friends went to her as did some of my friends in high school yikes that's tom yeah
1: i can't uh i don't want to know my i don't want to know those people i want to leave and i don't want them to know anything about me and you I don't want to don't know want your... them to, Oh, were you Sarah from the radio? And I've got my, all, all my bits are showing and they're like, so tell me more about Vinny. Like, I I would really just like an exam or just for you to whack stuff off of me. I don't know. Do we have to? I don't want to.
2: <laughs> this is what I was thinking. And I don't, I still don't know if this is true. But 916 says Jelly started off doing rap. Oh, Jelly Roll hey. started his career as a rapper.
0: I've heard uh, some of his rap songs. And you think about that. Uh it's good. Um there is some profanity. Oh. In it.
1: Yeah, because the record I've been listening to, it's that is straight ahead country music. Mm. He's got a lot of guest spots though, like a lot of times there'll be somebody on. Maybe some of the rapping I heard is him.
0: Ooh. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. But that's what didn't didn't Michael do? He was a rap guy. And then yeah. I forget the name of the band or he or the the group he was in, but yeah. he
1: later the hypocrisy. The,
0: yeah. You're so, talking about Michael Franti. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the disposable heroes. Of,
1: of hypocrisy. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Of hypocrisy.
2: Uh someone wrote in and said Michael's first hit was Say Hey, I love you.
0: Yeah. It was 2008. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then "Sound of Sunshine" in 20.
1: Oh yeah, I guess that's right. That's I don't know which one came first. Huh? It's hard to say. That was like I mean those those songs around that time that key was just worldwide at that it point. Was neat. Like those were big songs.
2: Uh, this is about your yacht technology, Sarah. I thought it's important that you know this. Cold okay. molding okay. is a building technique that laminates multiple layers of wood veneers or sometimes plywood, in various directions over a jig, creating a light, strong hole. Oh, wow. So you can, in fact, it sounds like they're approving of your purchase of Alan Jackson's yacht.
1: Now, if I can just get my financing approved, I'll be all set to take off into the sunset in my $8 million yacht.
2: Mm. Right. Uh... Do you want to play a game or do I sure I do, do want to g- play a game I, I okay. hate to interrupt you but no 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 I was just, uh, it's uh,
1: time uh, all right so I figured this one uh, it's called who has more slaps than the Beatles uh, <laughs> now we know one guy who's got more slaps than the Beatles
0: you guys want is that talk? verified so that's the fact huh that oh Drake yes does how to, well okay.
1: here's the thing I'm gonna tell you right now that the Drake, that the Drake has 76 songs in the top 10 of the hot 100 so we're talking about the billboard hot 100 this is the singles chart he's got 76 entries in the top 10 the beatles have 35 entries in the top 10 oh wow 35 he's got more than double what they've got so i'm gonna throw out some names and you guys can decide amongst yourselves like there's no money up for grabs here i mean other than your usual 50 so the
0: the question is does this said band have more slaps than band the band or Beatles? person do, do okay. they have more slaps All than right. the
1: Beatles? Let's start with Elton John. More slaps than the Beatles or less slaps yes. than the Beatles?
0: More slaps than the Beatles. More
1: slaps, you say. Anybody Agreed. else? Wanna... Everyone's saying more? No. Oh, Alex actually, you're you're correct. I'm going to
0: Oh, it's... Alex got it. Yeah. Let's go.
1: Uh Elton John has 29 slaps. Oh man. 29 top 10 hits. How about Taylor Swift? Does she have more?
2: Oh,
0: absolutely! Hits in
1: the top ten,
0: more she than, has the, than the Beatles, she has more, she has
1: more than I the mean, Beatles. I mean, she has
0: like what eight this week in the top ten, right? <laughs> yep, more. Yeah, <laughs> right?
1: she is number two on this list. It goes Drake, and then it goes Taylor Swift. Oh, she has forty nine top ten hits under her belt. Nice. How about Stevie Wonder? Does Stevie Wonder have more slaps than the Beatles? More hits in the top 10 than the Beatles.
2: I'm going to say no. I'm going to say negative. Yeah. No.
1: Oh, that is correct. He only has 20, only has 28 top 10 songs. Mm. How about Madonna? Does Madonna have more hits than the Beatles?
0: Yes. What do you say, Alex? Oh, man. I'm going to go with yeah. I'm going to go no.
1: Oh, the yeahs have it. Uh, She has 38 (laughs) top 10 hits. The Beatles have 35 top 10 hits. And here is your final. Who has, does this person have more slaps than the Beatles? Michael Jackson.
2: No. Uh, No.
1: uh, Michael Jackson. Does he have more top 10 hits than the Beatles?
2: Gosh, he really. I'm going to say no, too.
1: That is correct. He, it's That's Isn't good. it funny that the only people other than Drake who have more slaps than the Beatles are women? Taylor, oh. Taylor Swift has 49. Madonna has 38. Then the Beatles. Then Rihanna. Then Michael Jackson with 30. Elton John with 29. Mariah Carey with 28. Stevie Wonder with 28. Wow. Elvis and Little Wayne are down the bottom here with 25. Janet Jackson, Justin Bieber also in the people who have... A lot of top 10 hits. but Fun game. It, I know, that was kind of fun. I, I just found it very interesting that it was only Drake and two women who had more slaps than the Beatles. I like the
0: games that we can put logic behind <laughs> rather than just throwing out random numbers like, <laughs> when did that happen? I don't know.
1: Well, sometimes that's the game. <laughs> I like when I go into the Revolutionary War. You guys are like, I don't know, 1890? I'm like,
3: oh, my God. I actually got that one, I okay. think. Or close, at least. <laughs> History buff.
1: yeah. Well. Well. I don't know. Revolutionary War? Okay. Well, this been fun today. It's a Tuesday. It's, gonna, it's raining. We got all kinds of stuff happening in town. I hope you stay dry and safe and that you're back here with us on Hump Day. Thank you. Sarah and Vinny on Alice. Have a very nice day at work. Alice at 97.3.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.